going to read a scripture out. This is from uh, Psalm 139, verse 14. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvellous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. And uh, we believe that, don't we? All the incredible things that uh, our body does. Sometimes they don't do it when we want them to do it. Um, but it's incredible that the body, God has made the body to um, produce these chemicals in response to what's going on in our body. Most of us are probably aware of these sorts of things. Hopefully there's not doctors here that can correct me afterwards, so we'll just roll with it. The effect of stress on the body produces a couple of different chemical reactions. One of them is adrenaline, um, which we could respond to, I guess, if a car pulls out in front of us. You know, a minute or so later, we have this adrenaline coursing through our body. That's That's one of the responses of stress. Another one that is cortisol, and uh, this is a hormone that's produced, and uh, if it's not done in the right amount, or if it's not done in enough amount, it can be a bit of a problem. And so if there's a long-lasting effect of stress upon our body and we have too much adrenaline and too much cortisol and way it goes, way it goes, it's not good for our body. I don't really want to focus on stress. I want to focus on the answer of stress. Um, and actually, the, the easiest way to take care of stress is by the, using the effect of caring for other people and by gratitude. And uh, doing those things actually starts to produce these chemicals, oxytocin, dopamine, and serotonin, and they can't exist together. So one goes up, the other goes down. That's kind of how it works. So if you've got a whole lot of stress in your life and there's lots of adrenaline and cortisol coursing through your body, the easiest way to lower that is by increasing oxytocin and serotonin and the other one there, dopamine. And you can do that by caring for other people and by showing gratitude. And we're going to look at this. So the, the title of my talk is Five Ways a Spirit-Filled Christian Can Reduce Stress. How good is that? That's if we've got time. There is a time of going. Okay. Of course, you, you can't not be a spirit-filled Christian, just to clarify. You can't just be a Christian if you're a Christian, you're spirit-filled. So we'll get that one out the way. But let's just turn here to Jude. That's about the limit of my chemistry as well, by the way, those reading those four or five things out there. That's done. But we're going to read here in Jude chapter 20. So my first way that we can reduce stress is by praying. All the people said, prayer is such a wonderful thing. So we read here, verse 20, but ye beloved building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keeping yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Another one here I'm going to just read out. We've got a few scriptures I'm going to skip through just for time. James 5.16 just says that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So we can even start to pick up in a couple of these scriptures here how that by God gives us the insight that by praying, it has this effect on our body. It builds us up and lowers down the effect of the negative. I guess another way, the second point, and this isn't an exhaustive list by any stretch of the imagination, but the second point I want to bring up is about loving one another. And this just isn't a tokenistic type of thing, but it's a genuine love and care that we have. You can't, you can't fake it has to be real. And so when we start to do this genuine love and care, 
starts to produce these chemicals which take care of stress. They lower stress and reduce it. So we're going to go to back a couple of pages maybe, First John and chapter 4. First John chapter 4, I'm going to start reading in verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. In this was manifested the love of God towards us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world that we might live through him here in his love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be a propitiation. always love that word because I can't say it. For our sins. Verse 11, beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. So it's not this example, I guess, that we've been given here isn't just a hearsay word. It's not just a do as I say and not as I do. Jesus Christ, God our Father, did this. He declared his love towards us. I'm going to read this out, John 15, verse 12, 13, and 17, if you're taking notes. Reads here, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. And verse 17 reminds us there that these things I command you, that you love one another. In fact, Jesus talks about there that we are his friends if we show this love one towards another. And sometimes we might feel that that's difficult, it's challenging to take care of, love our brothers and our sisters, love even those in the world. But I guess if we can be prayerful about it and find that genuine love because we're wanting to preach the gospel to them, we're wanting to help them, we're wanting to um, support them in some way, that we will find that the things in our life are taken care of. And I think lots of us have probably had those testimonies. First John chapter 3, 18 to 24 talks about how that we shouldn't just love in word only, but in deed and in truth, and this is actually, it's an action of pleasing God by doing these things where we love one another. I do want to read this one, First Peter chapter 1, just reads here in verse 22, seeing you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the love, through the spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren, see that you love one another with a pure heart fervently. So once again, just this instruction that it has to be this genuine love, this genuine affection that comes out there. Another, I guess, point, this is 2B probably is the best way, is we've got love one another, but also to love your enemies. Christ tells us that in Luke chapter 6 there, but I say unto you which hear, love your enemies, do good to them which hate you, bless them that curse you, and pray for them which despitefully use you. And we're reminded later on that it says being merciful, as your Father is also merciful. So we have this example. This isn't just a selective, we only need to love the people of the church. We only need to take care of them. Christ tells us, actually, it's even our enemies as well. But by doing this, we can lower negative impact on our life. We can lower the things that are coming against us in our life, the trials and the tribulations. I think it's always been, I I don't know which pastor it is, pastor it's gone well before us asleep now. But if you have a problem, go and witness to five people first and see if you've still got the problem. That's, that's pretty much a practical example, isn't it? That, okay, I might have this issue, but I'm going to carry on serving the Lord and I'm going to find that my situation is taken care of. There's no more stress there. We'll keep going. 
The third way that I've got here on my little list to reduce stress is to forgive, which is probably the hardest one to do, but maybe the most effective, except for prayer. Prayer is always effective. And I guess it's not only forgiving other people, but also forgiving ourselves as well. Let's just read here Luke chapter 6. Just a couple of verses here, Luke chapter 6 and verse 37 and 38. It just says here, judge not and you shall not be judged. Condemn not and you shall not be condemned. Forgive and you shall be forgiven. Give and it shall be given unto you good measure, pressed down and shaken together and running over shall men give into your bosom for with that same measure that you meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. So we find, I guess, this way within ourself, within our mind, within our attitude. And some of these things we have to pray about. Some of these things we really have to press in about. But if we can start to forgive any that might have done anything against us, that we start to have this fruit that comes back to us, where we start to be, I guess, relieved of all this stress and we start to be filled with joy and peace and all the wonderful fruits of the Spirit. I've got a scripture here in Jeremiah 31, verse 34. It just says, And they shall teach no more every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me from the least unto the greatest of them, saith the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and I will remember their sin no more. That's forgiveness. That's forgiveness where our old life, all our actions and all those things are completely taken away. That's forgiveness, and that's, I guess, that, that type of emulation that we should have. Colossians chapter 3. This one's a, uh, this is a merger. This goes from point 3 into point 4 very nicely. Colossians in chapter 3. I'm going to start reading from verse 12. It just says, Put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things put on charity or love, which is the bond of perfectness, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. So it's just that reminder there about forbearing and forgiving. There's these actions that we have, these are the things that we move towards that we can have a joyful walk in the Lord and get rid of any stress. And actually rolls on there right at the end of 15, point number four for me is to be thankful, is to have gratitude and particularly showing gratitude to God because, as Brian was talking about, we have this incredible privilege of walking in the Lord, don't we? We have these incredible privilege of access to miracles and to healing and to provision and to peace and to comfort and to all these things and we should be thankful we get to be children of the living God hallelujah we get to be changed in the twinkling of night and we get to live forever there's just a couple of things that we should be grateful for first Timothy 6 verse 6 says but godliness with contentment is great gain and I guess that's part of that gratitude that we should have is that we should be content with the things that we have. Instead of maybe complaining about or worrying about things that we don't have, we're being grateful for the things that we do have. And when we find that in real 
peace and truth, then we start to be at peace and the stress starts to take away. Psalms 107 verse 1 says, I give thanks unto the Lord for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. First Peter 5 talks about just that reminding of humbling ourselves as well because we can't be a proud person and still be grateful because then this, this pride starts to creep in and it's all about us and it's not about God. And the scriptures talk about how we need to decrease and he needs to increase. That's that change there that happens. And through all of these sort of things, God takes care of our life. He takes care of the issues that we have and we start to have peace and joy. That was number four. Last one. Lucky I didn't make it the top ten, huh? Number five is to serve. If you really want to take care of the issues that we've got in our life, if we're serving from a a pure heart with genuine love towards our brothers and sisters, we're doing the will of our Father. I think that's that real change there that takes place is that we now start to serve God. And we we know the scriptures about... um, serving our brothers and sisters and, and taking care of their needs and providing for them. And uh, we know that God sees that we are doing that towards him. And instead of making excuse that we shouldn't be doing those things or we're too busy or it's too hard, that when we find a place to serve our brethren, to serve the Lord with a clear heart and a clear mind just out of a, a pure place, that we actually start to receive this incredible joy. I'm sure often, uh, for a lot of us, people look at us and go, why are you doing all the things that you're doing? Like, you're so busy, you're you're working your job, and then after hours you're doing this, and you go to all these meetings, and you're you're seeing people, and you're going away to camp, and rah, 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 rah. We don't see it that way, do we? We we see it as this place of um, peace and joy. And yet, it can be tiring. Yeah, it can be a little bit of extra hard work, but spiritually, wow, it is just fantastic that it really starts to take care of our lives and gives us this place of um, solidness. That's the only word that's coming to mind at the moment. Unmovable. We know where it is. It's a rock. It doesn't move. The time has gone red, so I'm going to read through a few of these. I'm going to list where they are, but we won't flick to the scriptures. Matthew 4 verse 10 says, in terms of serving, Then saith Jesus unto him, this is Satan, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. We have to make that choice, that we're serving God and not other things. Exodus 23, 25 says, And ye shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless thy bread and thy water, and I will take away sickness from the midst of thee. So there are these benefits that we receive when we serve the Lord because God takes care of us. We've got two more here. We're at Colossians chapter 3. Let's just read here verse 22 to 20 something, 4. Servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in singleness of heart, fearing God. And whatsoever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord, and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord you shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. Hallelujah. That's the that's the inheritance that we're looking for. When we really want to get rid of stress, let's serve the Lord and take care of that for us. 
There's one bonus one that we can have, I guess, in terms of taking away stress, and that's to sing choruses. All the people said, we lift our voice up, giving praise to the Lord, and uh, well, maybe after a few choruses, see if you're still stressed out. But uh, hallelujah, I'll leave those thoughts there.